Warning, 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 In this episode of the Mystic Access podcast, Chris, Kim, and possibly Lisa use a certain word that begins with the letter A that can activate an Amazon smart speaker. If you have one of these Amazon smart speakers, it is recommended that you turn off it's always listening capability as we are not responsible for anything that your Amazon Echo decides to purchase or even melt down. Thank you. Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Kim. And I'm Lisa. And we're going to talk to you about a few things today. And the first thing we wanted to do is remind you of the upcoming class on Thursday, the 26th of October. This is a transitioning from the Windowized screen reader to JAWS slash NVDA, and we're going to give you tips and tricks on how to make that a kind of seamless process. Yeah, it should be a good class, and hopefully those of you who are either still using WE or would like to be transitioning out or would just like to learn about the options that are available for you will come and hang out with us. The class is free, as are all of our monthly classes that we do, and you can find out more information about the class by going to our teleclasses page and signing up for our free teleclasses discussion list. And you can get there by going to mysticaccess.com slash teleclasses. T-E-L-E-C-L-A-S-S-E-S. This is going to be Chris's class, so he's going to be teaching this to y'all. And you will be able to ask questions afterwards as well. And a recording will be provided at some point after the class as well. So know that that is available. But please, we encourage you, if you have questions, to come live. Because I think, for me, I feel that the best and most important thing about these classes is just how interactive they can be. You can get to know us or your instructors. And we can share more with you about these topics that are hopefully relevant to your life and assist you in making technology more fun and easier and just more interesting for you. I think the process of changing screen readers is such an anxiety-ridden process, especially if you really have gotten into using one screen reader and using it well. The idea of giving up all that knowledge is kind of a little scary. When I first did it, and I've transitioned a couple times, and I now use multiple screen readers, I've been known to shut one down and bring the other up, sometimes three, four times a day, just based on what I'm doing. When I transitioned for the first time, it was very refreshing because I actually knew a little more. Than you thought you did. Yes, mm-hmm. because, yep. you know, people say, now I've, I've had more experience with working with people who use JAWS or NBDA. And they say, well, I know that to go to my desktop in JAWS, I do the Windows key and the letter M. So how would I do that in window eyes? And what they don't realize is that there are screen reader commands and there are Windows commands. And that's a Windows command. So a lot of the commands that you know and use will remain the same. So even if you're not transitioning per se at this point, but you think you might, attending this class could really just help demystify and to 
butcher the English language and coin a new word all at once, de-scarify <laughs> the process a bit for you. There are lots of scary things going on this time of year, and changing screen readers should not have to be one of them. <laughs> so true, so true. And it can be a daunting, kind of intimidating process, but I know the first time I did it as well, it was very refreshing to discover how much I already knew. And I know that Chris and all of us really pride ourselves on teaching you as universal a command structure as is possible to do. In other words, we're going to teach you Windows commands because we don't want you to be afraid of this process. We don't want you to be afraid of the transitional process because there is so much that can remain the same in your computer navigation using any screen reader because of the Windows commands that are available. If you are the least bit hesitant in some things that you do on your computer as is, even if you have really no thought of transitioning, you may learn something cool in this class. So we definitely encourage you to come. It's going to be a fun time and you can learn more and get the time and date and phone number and everything you'll need. And you can also join via iOS, Android, or the Zoom software. And you can do all that by visiting our free teleclasses mailing list and signing up. Just drop in your email address. If you need help, email us. And again, that link that I provided earlier will be in the show notes. Another thing that's going on for the month of October only is our sale on the Apple Watch tutorial. If you order a copy of the Apple Watch tutorial during the month of October, you will save $5. You don't have to enter any codes or do anything special. Just place your order during the month of October. And if you find that Apple Watch is not your thing, then please, by all means, check back in November and we will have another special. November is always a fun month to hang out with us because lots of sales happen. <laughs> so definitely come back in November. I don't know if November is going to be exactly as October and September have been with a single special, but you never know. We haven't really talked about it yet. We will figure it out for you guys very soon. <laughs> and there will definitely be lots of lovely goodies. But if you have any interest whatsoever in checking out the Apple Watch or knowing what it's all about, Lisa did a fantastic job of taking us from really the beginning stages of knowing what it is and how it works to setup and all the way through complications and faces and all the wonderful things you can do on your wrist. It's pretty awesome. There's a fun bit of trivia about that. I recorded the Apple Watch tutorial and we started selling it and someone said to me, this is really good. This is the first comprehensive resource of its kind. And <laughs> I felt like someone poured a bucket of ice water over my head. <laughs> I went, oh, I guess it is. And it's a good thing that I'm clueless and I didn't realize that because I think I would have been more intimidated by the process of creating, quote, the first ever. Others have done some really good work, and that's usually in the form of podcasts about the Apple Watch, and generally they would do things on the first generation, and then the second, and then the third. But this is all in one place, and it is the first, and to my knowledge, the only comprehensive resource of its kind. Like I said, there are resources where you can see th certain things being demonstrated, but this takes you from beginning through end, through all the features that you'll need to be successful with your watch. I recently got a Series 3 when it came out, and I used the tutorial to learn how to get it up and running. Of course, I was pressing and holding the crown to try and turn it on and was trying to figure out why it wasn't turning on, and so I jumped in with the daisy navigation of the tutorial it went right to where I needed to go to find out how to turn it on and sure enough I was using the wrong button. 
Yeah, or the one I've heard is, oh, I got it into waterlock mode and I didn't know how to get it out. I actually did that the first night that I had my watch and there was no tutorial. So I called Apple Accessibility and I said, I think I broke it. <laughs> and uh, But I've heard that from a lot of people, you know, oh, I used the tutorial I navigated to find out how to get my watch out of waterlock mode. I did notice something, speaking of waterlock mode, and for those that have Apple Watches and, like me, put it into waterlock mode and couldn't get it out of waterlock mode, apparently there is an issue sometimes that if voiceover is turned on, you have to turn off voiceover in order to get it out of waterlock mode. That is recent. That was not a thing that was present at the time of the tutorial, but it is now. It does not seem to happen with any particular kind of predictability. I find that for me, it happens once every maybe dozen times I use Waterlock. Well, for me, it happened the first time I used Waterlock, and I haven't used Waterlock Congratulations. since. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of thing that a tutorial like this can kind of help you with, even though that wasn't an issue when Lisa did the initial recording. Yeah. For these things that can really kind of hang you up and make you go, what the heck have I done? What did I break? And how, how did I break it? <laughs> a tutorial could be handy. And I like tutorials for this because you get, like, a soothing, nice, calm voice. Lisa's very soothing to listen to, <laughs> for those of you who haven't listened to her tutorials. Oh, I'm soothing, all right. I was falling asleep <laughs> trying to edit my own audio. Ooh. I think we all do that. <laughs> we all do that. We all yeah. editing our own audio. It just kind of goes with the territory. But you have this nice voice that will kind of walk you out of the situation and kind of curb that anxiety level a little bit. And you'll go, oh, there is a solution. Cool. <laughs> and you can yeah. figure it out very quickly. So I think that's another advantage. And I'm probably biased, but that's another advantage I feel to, to having someone who can verbally guide you through and tell you what to do and what steps to take to resolve a situation. Last night I lived a segment called, Did You Know That You Could Use Your Watch to Find Your iPhone When Your iPhone Fell Behind the Bed? Oh. And you're pulling it toward you with your cane, and you're not sure how far it is, so you keep pinging your iPhone from your watch to find out if you're getting to the point where your arm can actually reach in and grab the thing. I wish for the ping. I wish it would ping multiple times and not yeah, just once. I do, too. I would like that better. Um, just Once you find it. Yes, a repeating ping. For now, you have to ping it, ping it, ping it, ping it. Yeah. Yeah. I would well, like you know, if Lisa, it either you could went... always put your phone number into that find my phone skill in A-L-E-X-A. Yes. Bring it for you. Yes, I could. But this is easy because it's right on my wrist. That's yeah. true. I wish it yeah. would either ping until you turned it off or that it would even just ping two or three times because one is not really. One's not enough, yeah. No. Especially if you're if you're upstairs and it's downstairs and you kind of hear it, but you kind of don't, and then you have to travel around looking for it. So. Oh, see, I do that. Like, I'll walk off and I'll leave my phone. And I get upstairs and I think, did I leave it downstairs? And so I ping it. I don't hear it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's downstairs. That was not too smart. <laughs> One of the things that I, as a new Apple Watch user, and we're kind of talking about Apple Watch, is kind of cool. One of the things that I thought, was that it was going to be a major pain to charge the battery, but really it's not. It's not at all. You just It's one of those things that you take off, throw it on its little thing at night, and, and uh, pick it up, put it on in the morning, and you're, you're wearing it all day, so it's not, yeah. you know. I know people tend to generally use one of two different charging routines. One is they'll charge it overnight. That seems to be the most common. And then if people want to use it to monitor their sleep, they'll get up in the morning, put it on the charger, you know, have their coffee, get their shower, things where they're not really, 
you know, moving around a whole lot anyway, or needing that information, then by the time they're done with their morning routine, it's charged. Yeah, because I don't think it takes long to charge it. Uh-uh. And the lower the battery is, like I read something, I can't remember the exact context, but if the battery's under 50%, the charging circuit, something in it, makes it charge faster. Kind of makes sense. A man who developed one of the sleep apps wrote an article about charging the watch, and he charges his during the day since he monitors his sleep at night and said that in general it takes about an hour to kind of top off his watch. I mean, if he doesn't do it every day, then he said it takes longer. If you're just kind of topping it off, it really doesn't take very long. Anyway, that little diversion brought to you courtesy of the Apple Watch and the Mystic Access Apple Watch tutorial on special this month. We <laughs> went down a, a winding road we didn't really <laughs> expect to. And now for our next topic, we are going to visit the Mystic Axis Magic Castle, where we have a wonderful conversation with Robin Christofferson from the Dot to Dot podcast. Now, for those of you that don't know what the Dot to Dot podcast is, by the time you listen to our interview, you will most certainly know what the Dot to Dot podcast is. We had so much fun doing this interview, and <laughs> it was just a great fun, I think, for all of us. And for those of you who have the A-L-E-X-A device, or what Robin calls the A-Lady, which I just love, or have been interested in finding out more about what she can do, Dot to Dot is a terrific resource to check out. It's a daily podcast. You're going to learn all about it. You're going to meet Robin. And we're going to be visiting the castle regularly for the next several podcast episodes. So we hope you enjoy. We hope you find this interesting. And definitely check out Dot to Dot. If you're a stream user, you can just type it in to your podcast search. You can find it. It's D-O-T space T-O space D-O-T. It's just <laughs> everything spelled out. And you can find it through your friendly favorite podcast app or resource. Welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. We're in the Magic Castle. I have Kim here and Lisa here. and We have a special guest. As most of you that listen to our podcast know that we love our echoes. So we invited Robin Christofferson to join us on this episode of the podcast and he is the creator of the dot to dot podcast and if you're not familiar with Robin yet you will be by the time we have finished because we're going to <laughs> share some snippets we're going to have some good conversation many of you are familiar with the echo tutorial that we produced for mystic access and not only the fact that we love it we're passionate about it but it's also always lots of fun to show off other folks who are equally passionate about it and definitely mm -hmm. enjoy what they do in terms of utilizing their Echo devices. And Robin is a fantastic example of someone who has done that because he's created Dot to Dot, which shows off various Echo skills that one can use, and there are thousands of them, and he's done a great job with showing a wide variety of them. But rather than me just boasting about the greatness of what he's doing, we'll let him do it. So, Robin, welcome. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks. I don't know what to say. Oh, <laughs> like that. That's going to be a boring podcast if you're not talking. <laughs> okay, all right then. 
Okay. Yeah, you got to um, talk. <laughs> thank you very much indeed. Oh, you're very welcome. Really and Robin's across it. the pond, in case those of you who are Americans didn't realize that yet. They're in <laughs> merry old England, near, relatively near friends of mine in terms of U.S. Uh, mileage, at least. So that's quite fun. It's always yeah. fun to connect with other people in, in all seriousness and other people who are doing fun things like this and showing off their passions. And I guess just to start us off, tell us a little bit about how dot to dot got started and what brought it about for you. What made you want to do it? So thank you very much indeed for inviting me on. Um, I started the podcast because I obviously got an Echo and I just got one because they're super cool and that's a good enough reason. You know, we don't need <laughs> more than, than that for a, a reason to buy gadgets. So true. And I got the dot, which is um, everything in the UK as far as electronics is pound for dollar. So it was 50 pounds. I think they're around $50, but they're often less. Um, you know, in sales and things. So I got a dot and I really liked it. And I was asked by the RNIB over here, the Royal National Institute for the Blind, to do a couple of demos of what the Echo can do. Because obviously there is huge application for people with a vision impairment. They're just, you know, tailor-made for us, really. Mm -hmm. I know there are versions out with screens nowadays, but ostensibly they are a voice-in, voice-out sort of virtual assistant. And so I did a couple of demos for them and there was a really good response. And so I thought, I like doing this, you know, and there's so much, you know, there are literally, I think, a couple of thousand new skills each week, which I could never possibly keep up with entirely. But I sort of dip in and look at what's available and what's new. And um, it's ended up being a daily podcast. So, yeah, we're up to episode 250 now and I've still got a queue of episodes waiting to go out. So... Um, I'm not finding it in any way difficult to, you know, keep up this daily uh, thing. It doesn't take long. They're only a few minutes each one, sort of five to three to I think 12 minutes was the longest one so far. So it's not going to take up a lot of anyone's time if they wanted to, you know, follow along with me trying out cool echo skills. <laughs> That's one thing I really like is that the podcasts are short, so they're manageable bite-sized chunks. Some of them showcase one skill, some of them showcase two, often two related skills. You know, it's funny. <laughs> you said it like it's a given, which just goes to show that you are a smarter person than I, that you can't keep up with all the skills. Well, when I first got my Echo, and I also started out with an Echo Dot, I've now added a large echo to the mix. But when I first started out, I went through all the skills and there were something like 750 of them. <laughs> and by the time I got through them, they had added about 500 more. And then I had time take up some things that were going on. And two weeks later, I looked and there were over 2000 skills and that ended my <laughs> ability to be able to keep up and read about them all. But dipping in really is nice because, yeah, you may miss some obscure skill that is exactly your thing, but you can search. And so you really can find skills and you can get an idea of what's out there. So you, for example, have shown us some trivia kind of things. So if someone's a trivia buff, they can look and uh, see what other skills are available. I'd be curious your sound is very good and very clean. I'm just curious. It sounds from some things you said, you're just recording these with your iPhone. What equipment do you use? Yeah, so I haven't got anything special. I literally just use my phone and I always encourage other people to contribute as well. And so I have explained in at least one episode about how people can do that. And I literally just use my phone. I use an absolutely brilliant 
app called, it used to be called Dropbox. And one night it just magically changed to being called RecUp. So it's, it's currently called RecUp, R-E-C space U-P. And you can set it. I'm not sure if it does this out of the box, but you just go into the settings and, and change them. So when you open it, it starts recording. When you close it, it stops recording and uploads it to a given folder in Dropbox. And then I just edit it using Audacity, which is a cross-platform, really, really sophisticated, free audio editor, which is very screen reader friendly on both platforms. And so, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just have my phone. I learned very quickly that you have your, you hold your phone to the side of your face as it were so you're not breathing on it or anything <laughs> and when the a lady talks i just point my phone at her and that's it i decided right at, you know very early on that i worked that kind of production values weren't <laughs> as important as content so <laughs> loads of times i say oh sorry guys the coffee machine's on or <laughs> you know people are being elephants upstairs or you know stuff like this so um more about the content shall we say and it makes it more the, real actually. yeah you feel uh, like you're in your in your house just <laughs> sitting around the echo dot um <laughs> although when you said that you did it with your iphone i thought you meant from start to finish and i kind of was having waves of envy thinking Oh, so he doesn't even have to edit himself? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I spend more time editing than actually recording sometimes. I mean, the cat was well and truly out of the bag when I did that creepy episode recently. <laughs> I decided, oh, you know, let's, let's give her a bit of um, autonomy. So there is one episode a week or so ago where she chips in a lot and we talk over each other and that sort of thing. So that definitely, you know, if anyone was wondering before whether I do a bit of editing, then obviously... That, you know, that well and truly gives the secret away. But I really right. enjoyed doing that one. But when I listened back to it, I thought, oh, I've got to flag right up front that this is a creepy, because it, it <laughs> came across as really creepy. So <laughs> if I put that in the title of the episode, then people will have their expectations managed. And um, yeah, it was super creepy. Well, anyway. In, in, our, in our, the introduction to our audio tutorial that anybody can download from, the, you know, uh, as a sample, if you listen to that, it's kind, there's kind of a creep factor that Kim did with that intro where she's doing the same thing that you did and she's talking to the echo and it's responding and interrupting her as well <laughs> and i got so many people saying to me so how did you do that how did you make her talk to you like that so some of them i've given the secret away to but for the most part i've kind of kept that quiet as to how i did it not so much with the editing as with the little how did you do right a exactly. lady thing yes. i used to make her say <laughs> what she said to me so it was it was a trip it was fun to do <laughs> Please put a link to that in the show notes of this episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely will. So those of you who aren't familiar with our Echo tutorial, because we have new people all the time, can certainly find out more about that. And uh, those of you who are learning about Robin's Dot to Dot podcast can obviously find out more about that, because we will certainly link back to you as well. I must say, though, that I'm very impressed with the fact that with life and kids and, you know, everything that you've got going on, <laughs> there's still the ability to actually find the five minutes in the day, because sometimes I'm like, really? The whole whole day's gone I, i'm impressed that yeah. it's a daily thing that you've mm -hmm. kind of started it and you just kept up with it for the last i mean you got 200 and um, probably close to 300 episodes now so it's it's yeah, very impressive I'd throw in a, an additional one in a day but um, nice. at the beginning i would always try and find a quiet time and you know be conscious of any kind of interruptions and things like that i gave up on that pretty quickly because <laughs> there's just too much going yep. on yep. so um but yeah hopefully that's not it doesn't add uh, too much distraction or anything like that. So. Yeah. I'm always curious when someone does a podcast, what the effect is sort of on that person's life. So 
you've been able to immerse yourself in all these skills. And I'm curious if there are, I don't know, two, three or so must-have skills that you use every day. Um, I certainly use the what am I doing today because mm -hmm. I've linked it to my Google Calendar and my Outlook, well, my Exchange Calendar. So I certainly use that. I throw lots of kind of ad hoc inquiries at her about facts and, you know, spellings and user as a thesaurus and things like that. Because I'm doing a different, and well, sometimes I do them in batches, so I might do several recordings in a day. I, I feel like I'm like intensively using her all the time anyway, <laughs> um, and, tr and finding out new things. But if I, if I ever think, oh, what shall I ask her about now? There's a couple of ones that I would always go back to because they're such a delight and to play. And it's about playing that is what I would normally go back to her for, you know, for entertainment. So Magic Door was the very first one I did. And I'm still super impressed by the, the playability, the storylines, the sound effects of that one. So if you start at the very beginning, then that'll give you a really good, you know, introduction to what I really like about what she can do. And the other one is, is 20 questions, which it's by Amazon and not many skills in a store because obviously you'd expect them to sort of be built in and she does actually get smarter all the time about what can be done out of the box without actually enabling anything but there are some skills in the store that are actually by amazon and that's one of them and 20 questions is just so mind-boggling i don't know if is yeah it that's uncanny yes yeah. yes does everyone know what 20 questions is or do we need to sort of spell it out i don't know I don't know. You would think people would, but you know, it's hard to, it's hard to know. I mean, you, you know normally what? play it Maybe. with a person, don't you? So mm -hmm. you'd say, um, is it animal, vegetable, or mineral? And you have to have something in mind. So um, like I gave the example on an, an, a recent podcast on the menu of a clown. And I've done various other ones as well. And I've done loads over the, the months. But, and she's, you know, you start off with animal, vegetable, or mineral. And I would say animal. You can also say don't know if you're not sure. And you can actually say don't know. It's a yes or no thing, but you can say don't know or you can say sometimes, or you can say maybe. There's lots of responses, but it's basically a kind of a yes, no question and answer thing. And so she asks you, is it smaller than a microwave oven? Do you find it outdoors, et cetera, et cetera. And the idea is that she tries to guess what's in your mind before she gets to the 20th question. And um, the thing that really freaks me out is that nine times out of 10, she gets it right. But most of the time when she does, it's out of the blue. So she'll mm -hmm. ask you all these random questions and then, is it a clown? Huh, yes, yeah. I'm almost disappointed <laughs> when she gets it wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> because it, it is so it's a uncanny. Real letdown. Yeah. Fact, I mean, one that... time I played it around Easter. And so the person that I thought of was Pilate, you know, the Roman judge. And it asked me all these weird questions. Is this character in a movie? Whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it says, are you thinking of Pontius Pilate? And I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I tried to, I tried to pick someone obscure and really stump her and like I said when you do when I stump her anyway I, I feel a little disappointed because it is so uncanny. I think in recent times it's been updated so that she doesn't number the questions and so I don't know how many I think she just keeps going because I think like you say it is really disappointing when she doesn't get it so I think now it kind of keeps going and eventually well I don't know how it whether she would eventually give up I don't know but um yeah that time, odd time when she doesn't get it is a, you fall a bit flat. But otherwise, it's like when you're trying to do a magic trick to someone and it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> I feel really foolish. Um, so, yeah, I love 20 questions. 
Um, I use it a lot for info, driving times, live, you know, rail and bus information, that sort of thing. And now something that you guys have had for a very long time has come to the UK three days ago is calling Echo to Echo. Oh, yay! Yes. Voice yay. messaging, dropping in. So I can nice. family or indeed other echoes within your own house. So mm -hmm. I love that. We're still playing with that because it's really fresh for us. So That's cool. Yeah. I haven't found anyone yet, though, that's willing to be on a, an episode <laughs> at the <laughs> other end of the Echo line. So that I haven't haven't recorded one of those ones yet but I mean Randy and Jason did a few months ago so there is one in the feed about voice uh, calling and messaging yeah we did we did one a couple months ago too and it was recorded in stereo so that uh, oh, on one, each end, yeah yeah exactly so <laughs> it, it worked out so much better for that and instance at least because you knew for sure that it was one echo calling another echo I remember really? saying after they had the call features enabled, I said the next thing they're going to do is an intercom, and I can't wait, and I'm so excited. And it only took like a couple of weeks here before yeah. that came out. I was like, yay, fun. Yeah. I do order things from Amazon as well. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Too scary. easy. Uh -huh. Too easy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what we thought we would do now is play you a sample of Robin's podcast yes. where he's demonstrating a skill, and then we thought we would each go around and show you one of our favorite skills. So first, here's Robin. Dot to dot, now connected. Hello, Robin here. Today we are going to look at another choose your own adventure game. And this one has a time machine in it. It's called Timeless Adventure. And it's pretty good because it has sound effects as well. And that's always uh, a good thing. I've never come across really cheesy sound effects. Maybe it would be a bad thing in some cases, but so far so good. So I have been playing this for a couple of turns. So it might say, do you want to resume? If so, we'll start back at the beginning and we'll ask, uh, we'll see how much description it gives us and we might ask for help as we go. So you enable it in the normal way. A lady enable timeless adventure. And then you say, Alexa, open timeless adventure. I have found your previous saved progress. To continue from where you left off, say resume game. Otherwise, say reset game. Reset game. Welcome to Timeless Adventure. Moments ago, Dr. Eli Shogrin, a rogue scientist from Time Warp Labs, Stole a time machine on a quest to end the Mayflower voyage. The passage created by the machine stays open for five minutes allowing another traveler to follow. You've been chosen to track him down and stop him before he irrevocably alters history. To learn how to play, say help. Otherwise say, begin. Help. In Timeless Adventure, you wander through the game choosing options prompted at each scene. Play. I'm sorry. Now, what would you like to do? Begin. You are in a dark room. There is a hallway to your left and a closed metal door in front of you. You can say, look at metal door, open metal door, or enter hallway. Look at metal door. The door is impressive. It has a metallic silver finish and is smoother than any surface you've ever seen. The door is connected to an oval-shaped capsule. 
You can say, look at metal door, open metal door, or enter hallway. Open metal door. You're inside a small compartment. There is a set of panels with a dizzying array of flashing lights and dials. In the center of the console you see the date September 9th of the year 1620. There are two buttons next to the display. One glows green and says launch. The other glows yellow and has the shape of a door etched into it. You can say push green button or push yellow button. I think this is going to be a good one. I like the sound effects. That definitely adds something for me. So there you go. Timeless adventure. I hope you guys have fun playing this one. This is Robin signing off and speak again soon. Cheers. Bye. Now disconnected. And we are back and I will start. One of the things that I recently got was a TP-Link Archer router. And you can link your Echo with the TP-Link and perform some tasks. Like you can turn on and off your guest network. What I think is really cool, and I'm going to demonstrate it now, is speed test. And that is built into the router. So the router actually is going to do the speed test with the Echo. So here we go. Alexa, ask TP-Link to run a speed test. Speed test is running. It will take about 30 seconds. Please wait. Oh, that is cool. That's my music. favorite part right yeah. there. Yeah. Every skill needs sound effects. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I'd want sound effects for the skill I'm going to demonstrate, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it takes 30 seconds. <laughs> it's almost done, I think. Yep. Sounds like it. Yep, yeah. here we go. Speed test is complete. Would you like to get the results? Yes. The upload speed is 88.8 .8 megabits per second. The download speed is 80.8 .8 megabits per second. Your internet speed is excellent. You can stream HD videos and music, play online games, and make video calls. And I just think that that's pretty cool. All right is you'll have to demo that for our for my uh podcast we'll do. as well please we'll do <laughs> i've never ever heard of an upload speed being higher than the download speed but and yours it, are both very respectable aren't and they? it's supposed to be 75 75 so okay verizon for you <laughs> very you cool. can't complain lisa and i can sit here and whine about exactly. our really terrible internet exactly. so i don't want to hear it <laughs> <laughs> So, Lisa, since you have the non-sound effect-ish one, why don't you go next? Sure. This is not really a skill I need to use all the time, thank God, but it fascinates me. I've talked about this before, I think, in other places, and this is a skill called earthquakes. And it lets you know what earthquakes have taken place. I really expected when I used it to hear, you know, there are no earthquakes that have taken place recently. You know, you, you hear in science, especially as a kid, you know, the earth is constantly moving, shifting, changing, etc. But hearing this information read out shows you, shows me, I think, at least how true it is. So all I say is, Alexa, ask earthquakes what's shaken. The following earthquakes have occurred within the past hour. 
Magnitude 1.07, near the Geysers, California. Magnitude 1.17, near Livermore, California. Magnitude 1.9, near Cantwell, Alaska. Magnitude 0.23, near Aguanga, California. And sometimes it will give you more or less, depending on the number in the past hour. I also want to sneak in here a suggestion, a bit of advice, and that is that you might want to consider checking out your local news. The other day, I was listening on a TV, how quaint is that, to, <laughs> to my local news, and they said, we now have a skill for A-L-E-X-A. Well, they, they didn't say it, so I'm sure that any devices around the TV is triggered, and they probably got floods of calls from unhappy listeners. Anyway, I went to their website, and it was just the station's website slash A-L-E-X-A. It told me what to do, and basically I just enabled a skill. Now, when I start my flash briefing, I hear the local weather in the voice of the local weatherman. And it's really great because I've gotten very disenchanted with watching the weather on TV because they often say things like, well, as you can see from these graphics and here we have a lot of activity and you can see what that looks like for the rest of the week. And I'm like, no, I can't. Actually having them spell it out using descriptive words because the echo, at least in many cases, does not have a screen is a really helpful thing. So I would encourage you to check with your local news outlets and see if you have anything of that nature available to you. Cool. That's a very good point and something I'm going to have to do. Another really cool skill that could fill that void for a lot of people if you don't have something available is Weather Sky, which is probably one of my very favorite skills ever. I won't actually show it because we'd be here for 10 minutes having it give me my local forecast, but it's a very cool skill and it's just a lot of fun. You have to do the initial configuration of it, which again takes probably about 10 minutes to configure it, but it's just a really nice skill and it gives you a really nice idea or concept of what is coming up for you weather-wise. And then it has a cool thing at the end where it says, you know, you can essentially magically change your local weather for a few moments and you can have bird sounds or rain or, <laughs> you know, whatever you like. So it's quite fun, and it's something that I know I thoroughly enjoy and often use it as my morning weather forecast. So that's exciting. But what I want to show you is a musical skill as a music junkie, and I'm going to show you the Calm Radio skill, which I was so excited when it actually came out for the A-Lady. And this is a service called Calm Radio, and you can go to calmradio.com, C-A-L-M, radio.com. And I think you do have to have the premium service, which is, I don't know what it would be in pounds, probably a little more in pounds. It's about 50 or $60 a year to have it in U.S. funds. But it's really cool, and you have hundreds of stations, literally, that you can pick up. And particularly if you are, like myself, a classical nut, it's something that you might find particularly lovely. So I'm just going to give you a few examples of how this works now that you can incorporate it with your Alexa friend. Alexa, launch mm -hmm. Calm Radio. Oh, she's not listening to me, of course. Alexa, launch Calm Radio. Launching Calm Radio. What channel do you want to play? Help. Here are some things you can say. Play piano. Play Brahms. You can also say stop if you're done. So, how can I help? Play Rachmaninoff. Playing Rachmaninoff. <laughs> And I'm going to use her my remote because she is quite loud here. So I'm going to say, launch calm radio. 
Launching com radio. What channel do you want to play? Baroque. Playing Baroque. Alexa. Stop. Alexa. Launch com radio. Launching com radio. What channel do you want to play? Big band. Playing big band. cheating and turning her down with my Alexa remote, but <laughs> she can play so many different things from country to classical to obviously composers. She has a whole list of classical composers whom she can play, uh, including some more, uh, not necessarily obscure ones, but some who you may not necessarily, necessarily hear in a given uh, day. <laughs> so more than just your Beethovens and Mozarts, for instance. So there's so much available that she can do, and I'll just show you one more. Launch Calm Radio. Launching Com Radio. What channel do you want to play? Folk. Playing folk. The blue shine, I turn my head. The Lillian. Alexa. Alexa. Alexa, stop. Stop. So it's fun, and as I said, there are tons of different stations. Oh, I do have to show you one more because one of the cool things you can do, and I don't think you can do this through the A-Lady yet, but she has sound effect channels that you can play as well. Hmm. Launch Calm Radio. Launching Calm Radio. What channel do you want to play? Cricket Symphony. Playing Cricket Symphony. And there they are. <laughs> So it's very fun, and there's a lot you can do with it, and lots of ways to play. Stop. So for me, it's worth the money, and it's something that I thoroughly enjoy and use probably every day to some extent. So just a fun one that I like. That's brilliant. If I have to tell a joke, you can play the crickets one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cool. Really cool. So obviously you can play your own music and um, radio stations from TuneIn. Yes. But oftentimes it's really useful to pay a little bit extra to get exactly what you're after and whether that's prime which obviously is a, an amazon thing for getting speedier delivery and free free postage for many things and that has an associated music library i think they said something like four million or something but not certainly not every song i don't think you get new releases with amazon prime music and then there's videos that you get with it as well that you can play through the amazon app etc or fire tv and some of those now have audio description which is really cool i was going uh, to ask you about that <laughs> if how much of your stuff was getting audio description through through the actual alexa now because i know you guys have so much more of that than we do over here so i find that awesome um well the bbc well i think all of the channels because the bbc have sort of had to lead the way it's mm. been part of their kind of contract with getting the license <laughs> fee um from the public is to do a lot of audio description. And I think that has meant that all the other channels are really good in that area as well. Nice. But I'm not aware of that through the Echo. So obviously, you know, through the normal TV. Sure. But there's loads of stuff on the Echo that has, I was showing one recently called Podcast Sightless. Yes, we all think we all that, listen to that one. Uh -huh, yeah, so that's a skill that you can add that gives you audio described old time movies and things. So that, that's really good. But obviously you can listen to a lot of audio books and you can sure. even read your Kindle books using I love that. the A-Lady's voice mm -hmm. through, and it will sync with your other devices and that sort of thing. 
you almost need to ask what you can't do. That's <laughs> so <laughs> true. Okay. Then, uh, yeah, it's just absolutely amazing. And um, for, you know, people with a vision impairment or other disabilities, ease and, you know, utility are just so important for us. It's not to say that we can't do everything that other people can do, but, you know, sometimes to have a really good audio-only option is really nice. And it makes you feel like you're on a completely level playing field with everybody else and doing what everybody else is doing and you know participating fully so it's really good and once you've sort of tasted the real convenience and and pleasure of just talking to the air and having it speak back and do things for you and stuff you uh, very quickly get hooked i think when i first got my echo i got my echo when it wasn't released to the public and you're, the only things you really could do were tune in radio, iHeartRadio, ask it questions, the weather, things like that. Mm-hmm. So to have watched it grow over the past three years now almost, it's just been amazing. And when we first did our tutorial, I know we keep going back to that, but the recording in the tutorial shows like 20 pages of skills. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Which, oh, yeah, oh. no. They weren't categorized. They weren't nothing. It was just 20, you just page one, page through, page three. It's like, um, <laughs> so you, you look at it. You search through the skills that you already have, which I think is one of the nice features that you can do now that yep. you couldn't do then. So this, yep. is, this is why the tutorial needs some love, but it's just amazing how far she's come and what she can do. And every week, essentially, she's doing something new that she couldn't do last week. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. And some really good recent functionality is that you actually could ask her what's new yes Yes. or you could ask her to play a get let's play a game or something and she'll actually enable things that you know she won't just draw from the things that you've already had enabled so that's you know you don't even need to necessarily go to the web or to the app to look and investigate what you'd like to you know what's new out there that might be something of interest for you so even if you're not you know if you think okay i like cookery or i like i don't know philosophy or whatever it might be you could just ask her to enable the philosophy skill and anything that has that in either the skill name or description she'll come back with and say what about this one or what about that one so there's a lot of exploration you can do without ever picking up another device just having a chat with her right the only time that won't work is if the skill needs to be linked to an external account such as uh google or like in my instance the router i had to link it to my router so but she'll come back and tell you i have enabled it but it needs to be linked with said account absolutely yeah there are some of those like being able to check your calendar obviously there's another Mm -hmm. step or a couple of steps involved in that Mm -hmm. yeah Yep. And I also really like the fact that you can do what's up and then she'll tell you everything from your weather to a trending headline to what's what you have coming up next on your calendar. I mean, that's that's kind of a fun, kind of a yep. bridged way to do everything at once. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You can really curate that list. Yes. Exactly what you want in there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, this has been so much fun. Do you have anything that you want to make sure that our listeners know prior to us getting your contact info and letting people know how they can listen to Dot to Dot? I guess the only thing would be to say, you know, what, which Echo should people buy? Yeah. Because they might be, that might be a factor that's kind of holding them off. They might have heard about the Dot, which is, I don't know if it is the cheapest one now. There was another one that came out. They issued loads. They released a whole bunch of new Dots (laughs) last week. Yeah, um, But, Certainly, the dot is a really good place to start. It's often on offer to, at like $40 or £40. Sure. And, you know, give it a go. The dot does everything that the bigger one can do. The bigger one is nine-tenths speaker. 
and the dot is has its own speaker built in it, it won't blast the whole street out but it depends you know how much volume you want having said that the dot also has a three and a half mil jack in the back to plug in a, a speaker that you've already got that you'd really like to use it's also able to drive bluetooth speakers so you can get as much oomph out of the the little one if as you want as well so i would you know go for it 40 dollars have a play and listen to your guys' podcasts, listen to my demos, and hopefully you'll begin to really see what you can do with it and, you know, fall in love with it like we have. So true. So true. Although I must say, if you're my mom and you're playing her dot at, like, level 10 while she's buzzing around the kitchen doing her cooking and doing the stuff that she does, <laughs> it's amazing how much power she could get out of her little dot. My dad will walk into the house and she'll call me and she'll go, my dad just walked in and he's like, turn it down! I can't hear anything! So you can get quite a lot of power just out of the little dot, which is how she tends to do it on her dining room table. So it's, yeah. it's very fun. And it is a really good economical way to kind of start this journey. And you can get, as Robin said, they just launched a whole slew of Echo devices. They've yeah. since discontinued the big one, the original Echo, that was 179 US dollars. They now have... A new one that replaces that, which is 99 US dollars. And then they have the Echo Spot, which is kind of like a little alarm clock type of device. Mm. It's like if the dot and the show had a kid, that's what it would be. Uh, <laughs> so it has like a two and a half inch screen or something. It looks like a little alarm clock. Then they have the Echo Plus, which is an Echo. It looks like the original Echo. It's $149. And it has a home automation hub built into it. So in some instances, to control your locks and your lights and things like that, you wouldn't need an extra hub. It, that one has it built in. And the Echo Show is an Echo with a 7-inch screen. And by the way, the Echo Show, speaking from experience, is accessible. So it has voice view on it, like the Fire tablets. Hmm. We always laugh at Chris because he's the one that has like, oh, here's an echo, here's an echo. Oh, I have, what, 12 now? Whoa, so many echoes. So he, he likes to play with these things for certain. Yeah, we say Chris has multiple echo disorder. Absolutely. I approve. <laughs> <laughs> and the, did we mention the look? Sorry. Oh, the look, yeah. I forgot about the look. That's true. It may not be useful the, for people. Yeah, I'm <laughs> but I'm wondering if it's even out. Do we know if it's even Have out? Have they released it? The I mean, I know they were supposed to, but... The last I heard, it's not. So I'm not 100% sure if it's even out yet. So that one, hopefully, will help um, people with a vision impairment with some AI in the fashion department. Right. Yes. Supposed to it's supposed give you to give you fashion advice, be able to detect what, uh, you know, using uh, object recognition, etc., what you're wearing, make give you fashion advice, and, you know, curate uh, your, your wardrobe, basically. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'm fascinated or terrified. I really don't. But. but then there's that. What is that little one called now? Now that you mention every, now they're going to mention every single Echo on the planet. Eesh. The one that um, the, si has, the Simon Says one. Yeah. No, no, the barcode one. Oh. Oh, um, the little wand. The wand. Yeah. That's it. The Echo is that wand. What it is? Yes, the Echo wand. What's the Simon Says one? <laughs> there's one that looks like. Now you might. I don't know. I can't. I haven't digested them all yet, and they're not available over here. But it has colored lights on it, like, you know, the old thing where you press the, it's not oh. says, you know, um, yeah. Simon. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't, I haven't got a handle on that one yet. Yeah. So I don't That's know. That's cool. They're, oh, they're I know what you're talking. The buttons. 
buttons. The that's buttons, what it's the echo yeah. buttons. Which shouldn't be um, mistaken from the dash buttons as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think that they have echo functionality built into them. I think that they connect to your echo and you can use them for like trivia games and stuff. Yes. Got you. It's yep. like a controller yep. or yep. a state extension thing. Whew. Yeah, for those of you who are totally overwhelmed now, just follow Robin's good <laughs> advice and get yourself a dot. <laughs> yeah, 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 or two. Yeah, or two or three. Yes, they do have those dot bundles. I don't know if they over those over those over there, but over here they'll say yeah, like, sure oh, buy yeah, buy five yeah. dots and Six get one free. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Oh. <laughs> so thank you so so much for coming on and chatting with us. Please let people know how they can find you and how they can listen and find out more about Dots a Dot. Well, thank you for having me on. It's been really, really good fun. So I have a really odd Twitter name, which is because I went on a road trip in America when Twitter was new. And rather short-sightedly, I gave myself the Twitter name of USA number two day, USA two day, because mm. I was tweeting each day about what we were doing over there. Ah. I didn't think what that would mean after. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, a British person has got that that Twitter name, please uh, follow me, um, that'd be lovely. And then, yeah, just search for dot to dot, all words, no number two in that one, <laughs> um, on any podcasting app. And I would absolutely love to have contributions from you guys. And I know that you're going to, which is really, really good. We've had a couple of episodes contributed by listeners in the past, and periodically I do ask people to do that. So anyone that would like to contribute do absolutely it's easy to do and i could even edit it for you if uh, if you want to just do a, a straight recording on your phone or whatever um happy to do that too oh that's fun and i'm sure we can also say a lady play dot to dot on tune in and off you go yeah you but can she indeed. gets triggered all the time by the fact that i mention her name <laughs> so yeah. mute on your Yes, yes, by all means, by all means. Very cool. So there are lots of ways to listen, and it's a daily thing, and there's always something new that Robin's coming out with and showing us. So definitely, if you are into this and you want to be into this more and find more skills to enjoy, or if you're new to it and kind of want to see all the functionality that A-L-E-X-A can provide you, check out dot to dot It's a wealth of information. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thanks, Robin. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime. And we are back. And we are leaving you again. Well, sort of. We are going into a brief demo. Robin talked about the Rec Up app in his interview. And I really like this app a lot. I started using it when it was Dropbox. And I thought that if you didn't have any familiarity with it, that it might be something that you would like, that you would enjoy. It's great for just recording things on the fly. You know, sometimes you get one of those sort of recordable moments and you don't have time to set up everything just so. And this app just kind of allows you to essentially just press record and hit the ground running. It's great. In our interview with Robin, he mentions a neat little app that he uses to record his podcast. I too love this app and use it quite a lot, although I use it slightly differently. Sometimes when the computer is off and I'm in bed, I'll remember something I need or want to do. Of course, I don't want to rummage around for some method or tool to write it down. And the answer is as easy as my iPhone. I can open an app, record what I want, And when I wake up in the morning, it will be synced to Dropbox. 
I like this method of doing things as opposed to using the Notes app because it captures my voice and I know that it's always accurate, or at least it's as accurate as I am. For example, sometimes I've had people read me serial numbers for products and this way, hearing it in their own voice allows me to do the interpretation rather than dictation in the Notes app. Some people also use this app when they're recording something on the fly. Maybe it's a choir practice. Maybe it's something they're hearing on their street that's really unusual or fun. But I love this app because it's very simple and yet it is configurable so you can set it up to meet your needs. The app used to be called Dropvox, V-O-X. And that was a little fun and slightly confusing because of the name of the app so I would have it in my list after Dropbox so that it was alphabetized. However, they have now changed the name. I'm assuming you pronounce it RecUp. It's all one word, R-E-C-U-P. However, if you search for Dropbox, you'll still find it in the App Store. Let's take a look now at how the app works. I'm now going to locate the app and double tap to open. RecUp. Recop. Record. Button. Now, this is very simple. If I wanted to record, all I would do is double tap. This is a test of recording with Recop. And I double tapped to stop the recording. Uploading audio. Settings. Button. And it uploaded my audio and I had flicked right. So the only other option here is settings. Let's look now at the settings option. Settings. Done. Button. I'm going to flick right. Settings. Heading. Play indicator sounds. Switch button. On. I like those. I like having some sound cues to know what's going on. Record in background. Switch button. Off. I leave this off just because if I'm in the app, I know that it's recording and I don't have some large recording happening in the background. This is more of a security thing for me. Record in higher quality. Switch button. Off. As I said, the vast majority of the time I'm using this for memos and things and I don't really need higher quality. So I leave this off. If, of course, I was recording, I don't know, something musical or something that I wanted the higher quality option for, I certainly could do that. Record on launch. Switch button off. You can have it set to record when the app opens and that is just a matter of personal preference. Choose upload folder button. You'll need to do this when you first set up the app. When it was called Dropbox, I had a folder in my Dropbox already with that name. So that's where my recordings go. They go to Dropbox. Unlink from Dropbox button. I can unlink from there. RecUp 3.0 Copyright 2017 Irradiated Software, LLC. Help. Button. Help. Button. Done. Button. Record. Button. So there is a Help button where you can gain more information. I found the Done button at the upper left-hand part of the screen and double-tap that. And now I'm back on my main screen where I have Record and Settings. There are a few things that this app does not do. These are by no means deal breakers for me, but I want to mention them. 
First, it only links to Dropbox. It doesn't link to any other services, at least at this time. Although, I do wonder, since they're changing the name, if they have plans to expand. I don't, of course, have any kind of first-hand knowledge. Also, you cannot play back your recordings from within that app. To do that, you will need to go to Dropbox, either on your phone, your Mac, your PC, whatever device, and play them there. Some apps offer transcription of your audio. This particular one does not. I can't say that I miss that at all. I find that sometimes transcription is really inaccurate and it's just one more thing to flick through. Finally, and unfortunately, because this thing I really would like, the app does not have an Apple Watch equivalent. If you are interested in a similar kind of app for the Apple Watch that also works on the iPhone, I would suggest an app called Just Press Record. It does offer all these things, transcription, syncing to various folders, an Apple Watch app, and the ability to play the audio from within the app. However, I find that it is larger and clunkier, and while I still have it and use it, I really love the simplicity of RecUp and would recommend it if you need to record something, especially on the fly. I love that we have so many options out there, and this is just one of them with a brief nod to another. Not every app will work for every person, but this is one that I particularly enjoy and find useful in my daily life. And we are back and just wanted to thank you for listening to this long podcast. And we hope you have enjoyed what we have brought to you. Bye. No, no, no. Just a little tease for your possible interest. I'm getting a goodie in the next few days. And I'm so excited to share it with you because I think I will be the first in our community to share this goodie and all the things that it can do. And it may have some relation to what we just heard in Robin's podcast. So there is a relationship between what I'm going to share with you soon and our podcast with Robin. So you can be guessing about that and we will have that shared with you soon, but just a little tease for something really awesome that I cannot wait for coming up in the next few days. But for now, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast and we look forward to talking to you on the next one. Now can I say bye? (laughs) (laughs) Bye. 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 You sound like the little kid on the Oscar Mayer commercial. How is that? Now can I say bye? Please, can I say bye? (laughs) (laughs) The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us. 716-543-3323 and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access Podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. 
Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.